Honey, you're ruining our kid with Charlotte and Tina, a Go Loud parenting podcast proudly sponsored by Buy Me. The only way to get done stores delivered to your door in as little as an hour. Shop the full range of grocery products handpicked by your Buy Me personal shopper. T's and C's apply. Welcome back to Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, the parenting podcast from the Irish Man Abroad Podcast Network with me, Jarlath Regan, and my wife, Tina. Hello there. Season two. Season two, episode one. I can't believe it. It does feel like the summer just went by in the blink of an eye. Mm. I don't know how you're feeling out there. But if this is your first Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid episode, let me explain how this works. I came to parenting with like all of you with no experience whatsoever (laughs) not a clue what I was doing the person that guided me through it all was my wife who is my wife the parenting (laughs) expert the person who's worked in child behaviour for more than 20 years on all levels seen every type of behaviour possible here's how our podcast works you simply submit your questions to her and each and every one She'll have seen it or something similar absolutely, in the 20 years. Absolutely. And uh, it's all about not parents not feeling alone, getting back to them all with a strategy and uh, just helping people, really. The Zero Judgment Zero Parenting judgment. Podcast yeah. is what we always set out to be. So a lot of the time you do find yourself going, who do I talk to about this? Even mm. now that our boy is all grown up, 12 years yeah. old, heading off to secondary school uh, this week. We won't make this episode all about that journey, but it is hard to picture that when you're in the trenches with the teeny weeny kids, isn't it? Yeah. I could never see him in a secondary school uniform going, "Uh, yeah, mom, uh, (laughs) I'm out of here. Yeah, well, it's been a weird week because for me, I'm trying to remember everything I would tell someone else in my situation. Let him be independent, encourage the independence, encourage him wanting to do these things on his own. Whereas I actually really want, I feel really needy because mm-hmm. I'm like, lovely, lovely back, you know. And I, I feel like it's a really tricky time to be a mom because yeah. you're still hero worship guy, whereas everything I do is annoying. So mm. I am trying. It's very similar to how I feel as a husband. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really, it's been a weird week because he thinks he's like, Got it all figured out now. Whereas I'm going, having to say really annoying things to him like, please don't forget your coat or your wallet. Don't lose your Revolut card. And they have to bring phones to school. Why? I don't know. It's so much stress. This isn't just 12. I know there's people listening to this with uh, smaller kids, much smaller kids, Mm. where those kids like you when you were very small, Tina, as I understand it from your parents, wanted the independence way, 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 way earlier than 12. Yeah. And actually encouraging that is the thing to do. Yeah. And ignoring. And this is what Tina's taught me every step of the way with this is it is so hard to ignore the bad behaviour inverted it's, commas it's so hard not and to and just react. to praise quickly and I mean, with the good stuff look I've been practising this my like nearly more than half my life now in my classroom with kids with your own child it is so taxing on you because it's so hard mm-hmm. because you're so close to your heart and you're worried about who are they becoming as a human and it's yeah. just so stressful and it's all the more annoying because it's like this can't but if it's in the classroom, I'm sure yeah. you're like, well, that's this kid. I mean, they'll go home and the parents will. Yeah. But when it's your child, yeah. it's like, is this 
is this what my child yeah. has become? Now, just talk just to put the summer thing to bed, because I know that there's a range of feelings. The reason why we put out the episode on the Monday directly after drop off, there will always be a mm. Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid episode there for you is because a lot of the times that's the first opportunity you've had to breathe out. Yeah. The kids have are gone now. Yeah. Have your coffee, have your cake, sit down, listen to Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid and recognize that you're not by yourself. I definitely did that breath out when he went back to school. Yeah. As much as like I love having my boy around and all yeah. the rest. And I know I'm not the only parent thinking this, that like there's a certain guilt with the level of oh, feeling when they're gone back well, to like, school. Like we had a great summer, but like parents everywhere, you just find yourself feeling completely run down by the end of it because you've been trying to keep your kids entertained and happy mm-hmm. and are they are they doing enough? Are we getting enough out of our days? And then they go back to school and you're like, holy crap, I need a holiday, but there's no time because you are back, back to, work. to work. Yeah, And it is a guilty feeling because you're so grateful to have the time where you can actually focus on your work again mm-hmm. because you have put so many things on shelves mm-hmm. to prioritize your kids during yeah. the summer. It's really hard and you sign them up to summer camps, but still... It's not enough. And you can't have them. You don't want them to feel pushed out of the house either. You want to do stuff as a family and have this precious time. The expectation. I wrote about this in my Sunday Business Post Mm. article. There's a little plug in for myself. I have an article in the Sunday Business Post and occasionally I write about, you know, kids and that. And the start of the summer, I wrote about this kind of expectation of the Glastonbury Kids Festival that they want through the summer. And this isn't specific to my kid, but I just sense this from an awful lot of parents that it's like one camp produces another camp and then Mm. this and then that. And just that rising expectation towards the end of August, you're just a bit like, you know what? Yeah. Let's go back to the 80s and you go outside. (laughs) Entertain yourself for five minutes. Just out there in the wild. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I, I mean... One of the battles that an awful lot of parents will be facing into now is reeling back in that screen time. Oh, yeah. And going, OK, you were uh, feral through the summer. Uh, <laughs> you were your face was attached to that iPad. Yeah. And now it's got to be homework time. There's a dopamine, a dopamine addiction that yeah. you're trying to curtail, make them go cold turkey. Extremely hard to pull them back to earth. I honestly don't know how kids are doing it because I was writing some pieces this summer and I could not pull myself away from my phone. I was like, holy shit, I'm massively addicted to my phone because while I, I was agree. writing, I, I'd be like, bird just check my phone. And I thought, how do kids mm. study? Because if I had had this option when I was studying and doing my homework. Not a hope. Oh my God. Not a hope. Not I mean, a hope. I, I would get distracted by... um you know, just looking out the window at the world, how would I react to this dopamine dispensary machine that I have Honestly, in my hand or it, under it my bed? Fri- it put the frighteners up me. So the thing that's been in the news this week has been this idea that you need to draw up the out of hours boundaries. times. Yeah, boundaries. And you, Tina, have been saying this for ages. And I hope that this can be the first tip of season two. I totally loved this when I heard about it, that I need an out of office sign off on the bottom of my emails, which is between the hours of five and nine in the morning, 
you might not get an immediate response. And what it does is it allows you to go, well, I have explained that this is how it's going to be with me. And it lets you be with your kids. Well, do you know what it is about our listeners and people who got in touch? Because we got like hundreds of emails in over the summer, like loads and loads and loads. And And not stressful at all, by the way. No. Well, I love, I do love getting these emails. I just always worry that I'm giving the right advice Mm. back. Yeah. But it was so funny because when I would reply, people would be like, Tina, you're on your holidays. You don't need to reply right Mm. now. And I'd be like, oh, that's so cool. But I felt bad because, you know, what I'm receiving is we need help. And then they were like, that's so cool Mm. that you're back so soon. But like, seriously, you're on your holidays. And I thought that's that's good. It's changing this whole expectation Mm. of the instant reply. Yeah, the listeners were helping you changing your relationship with guilt. And that is going to come up across today's episode. Mm. We've got some amazing questions in that Tina has handpicked from that massive sack of post and virtual mail that we've gotten. Keep it coming in. Honey, you're ruining our kid at gmail.com. Certainly a big help to us this summer was our sponsor, buyme.ie. We had friends who were, you know, coping with teeny weeny kids who got sick during the summer. They themselves got sick. Yeah. And you had the chance, Tina, thanks to buyme.ie, groceries delivered to your door in under an hour in some cases. I feel weird when I talk about buyme as our sponsor because I just love them so much. You know, when people have a sponsor and they're like having to talk about it, I'm like, no, buyme is amazing. Because you were Uh, gifting it. Yeah, I was gifting it. And I've done that a few times over the summer where you can't like one of my bestest friends stuck in her house, two babies, couldn't get a shop. They're all really sick. And I was like. I can just send her groceries within the hour with buy me. She her mind is blown. Like mm-hmm. she can't believe it. She's like over the moon. With such a thoughtful gift. But like it's it's an incredible service. That's the thing. And when they turn up, they're really nice and they're friendly. And, and did you throw in a few embarrassing things like lube? <laughs> oh, I should have <laughs> done. Lube and <laughs> <laughs> Next time. And some uh, some kind of pants for wetting yourself as a grown up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I'm going to totally do that. Do I'm that doing it to somebody else. If you're using buyme.ie, you know that we have an offer code. It's in the uh, info. Please send us the most <laughs> embarrassing things that you're including yeah. in the shop for somebody else that you're gifting. Because it can just be a little basket. I am so I sad that I didn't idea, think of that idea. The little basket of shopping. The stuff that, yeah. if, even if it's like the luxury items that they never really allow themselves, mm. throw them all into a basket. And with the cost of groceries today, it's actually a really generous yeah, gift. Jarlin knows my head was melted when we moved back to Ireland because I was so used to be able to just do a normal oh, online shop and crazy. get it within the hour. And now, like even yesterday when I tried to do a shop at the big grocery, I was like, oh, it's not arriving to today because full disclosure, we live so far away. We're in the middle of nowhere. Mm. The buy me hasn't quite reached us yet, but they're on the way. They're changing So that, that's yeah. why I'm gifting people groceries because every mm. time I use it to just check. Is yeah. This, yeah. So if you're abroad. We're talking about this too much. No, not at all. But if you look, if you're abroad and you yeah. listen to this and you know that your friend back home in Ireland is having a tough time with the kids, what better gift than a basket of shopping yeah. from buy me? So you don't need to be at home to have an account. No. With the buy me app and off you go. You ping it in and send us a little uh, picture of the most embarrassing thing that you've put in that I basket. That idea. And so we'll send you a prize of some sort. We'll figure out what that is later. But let's get to question number one. Hey, Jar and Tina, my particular area of concern is when I leave my four year old at a nursery or for a date night 
whatever it is, he's likely to act up and cling to us and get himself upset. My concern is he starts school in September and recognises the one teacher to 30 kids won't be able to handle him with everything they have going on. And I want him to have a positive experience and not be held back by this. He's been in the same nursery since he was one and a half years old, five days a week, and usually tears or clinging to us and getting him to get in the car and go is always a battle. Oh, goodness. He got good for a while in March to April this year, but he's gone back to this again. We thought it would improve because he went from having one best friend to having several best friends. He still has the friends. So what has changed apart from maybe starting a preschool for part of the week? In January, he started at another preschool for two days of the week to get him into this into the school we wanted. But also, so he knew people going to the same school as him. This very conscientious parent, yeah, right? Yeah, really lovely parenting. <laughs> and uh, we sometimes have to leave through a side door, literally yeah, escaping out the window. And all we can hear are the cries down the corridor, which I would imagine are very upsetting. Mm, yeah. Tina knows better than anyone. I could not handle no, no, when no, no, my no. son cried. And I've seen this a million times. You know, I've seen the poor parents having to leave yeah. knowing their kid distraught. is distraught. Yeah. yeah. He never wants to go into the room. He's usually calm and happy in a few minutes, but other children go in nicely and say goodbye and enjoy themselves. <laughs> I can imagine the envy of those kids yeah. must be huge. I've also had him doing various sports like tennis. All the other parents can go enjoy a coffee. But I have to go in and hold his hand. Tonight, my wife and I cancelled the grandparents from babysitting for an hour because when I told him we were going out for an hour and back to do bedtime, got upset. Said he didn't want us to go. Couldn't have the strain of that. Last time my sister did this for us, he nearly clambered out the window. This is now locked. <laughs> oh, my God. No, this is serious. It, like, I love these emails, the honesty in these emails. Totally oh, anonymous. They, it, I just feel so privileged. Like, they trust us so much. Yeah. So if, get, you, if, you've yeah. Some, if you're sitting there now going, I can send you an email. You know, follow this man's lead. Yeah. There, He says, we're desperate to hear what your advice might be because we need uh, we need help over the next two months in preparation for starting school and to allow us some date nights. Yeah. Thanks in advance, Anonymous. I know. And I, this guy got in touch and I got back to him. Like, so this was during the summer. During the right. summer. And I got back to him straight away to the point where his wife emailed five minutes that later to email. be like, You're meant to be on your holidays. so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please don't feel like you have to reply to us. But I really did feel like I needed yeah. to because these this poor parents are, are, you know, they're not getting, their child is controlling them a bit too much. Because they love their kids so much and they, you know, and I felt like I needed to just get it over to them that what's missing here by accident is clarity for your kid. The rules aren't clear and children are way happier and feel much safer if they know clearly what the boundaries are and that when mom and dad say they're doing something, that that is what's going to happen. I got you. So yeah. just to jump in. So you're saying that what brought this about yeah. is the times that they've gone back and or, said, well, maybe we'll cancel the babysitter even, for an hour. Oh, absolutely. But even it's just the parents who go into the classroom 
don't go in. The reason yeah. those other kids are going in so easy is because their mom never ever held in her hands. Yeah. Now look, I'm a teacher for a long time and I taught alongside one of the best teachers ever. And just this morning, her little person started Montessori and the child was taken from the door and brought into the classroom and the door was shut. And she got in touch with me. She's going to kill me, but oh. I'm not going to name her. Yeah. She, and she was like, I wasn't ready to say goodbye to her. And I had to say to her, but Lucy, oh, <laughs> I, had, I had to Let's say. Let's call her Goosey Milk <laughs> I had to say to her. That's too obvious. But, Let's call her uh, Boosie <laughs> kill, kill, Collide. She's going to kill me. I had to say to her, but you know, you know, they did exactly the right thing. You know, they did. Because as a parent, the minute you go in, the minute you go in there, that boundary is you breached. give your child yeah. time to think about my mom's doesn't think it's safe. My mom's checking this place. Oh, out. wow. Why is my mom in here? Yeah, she's why does she not, too. Why does she not trust me to go in? She's as worried about this as me. Hang on a second. My mom looks my mom looks worried. Looks, this does not seem safe yeah, all of a sudden. If she's worried. I'm going to start worrying, too. I don't want to be here anymore. My God. And and then it's over. Isn't it it's so funny? over. And so that's what you think these parents and parents like this email because, as I say, these mm. emails are so great because yeah. you've this man's taken the time to send this. Yeah. And he is speaking on behalf oh, of, of thousands and thousands of like, our listeners in the a, same boat. I have said this before, but like I know all this advice when my little guy started school. I knew not to go into the classroom. But I sat across from the school for two full weeks. Tina basically <laughs> lived in the cafe Staring, and stood at the window yeah. like a meerkat. I did. She couldn't see through the walls it, of the school, it, it, but she tried. It is traumatic. And as parents, we need so much. But it always comes back to that thing of who is this for? Who is going into Tina, the classroom for? Been, yeah. Who is it for? Yeah. That who is was it bananas, for? though. You it, in the I cafe. know that was bananas. But, but it. But we I, just moved to a new country. Leave me yeah. <laughs> Who is this for? It's You've very hard. You've said this to me a few times that uh, that is a question mm. that when you're dealing with any kids, mm. I, I think we all need at the front of our mind. Yeah. That are you going back for one more hug? Yeah. For you? Oh, and that, or are you going back? Yeah. For the kid? Because the kid you. is n- not being helped. No. By that extra hug. I am telling you as a teacher, when you see that parent come back for that hug, you know, oh. game is oh, over. My day is going to be a lot longer. I, you just know it. And you, uh, of course, you understand it as a mother because you're like, you just want to let them know you love them so much. It's going to be OK. But actually, it's much healthier for your child if you just get them to the front door and say, in you pop, see you later. And off you go and cry in the car. Yeah, Have your yeah. moment. Don't let them <laughs> oh, see God, the worry all over your face. But, but Tina, when you were uh, in the Montessori classroom, it's not that long ago, no. but it was pre- Mikey. Yeah. Uh, were you, and sometimes this can be a problem, I think the parents feel like yeah, these yeah. teachers don't have kids, they don't know what I'm oh, going through. absolutely. Do you look back and feel like, God, I should have been a bit more understanding? I, sh- I wish my, I definitely was too tough on the parents. I'd be like, go. Mm. Do not even think about coming. I never be let, gone. I never let one parent into my classroom I was like no 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 this is their space not yours off you go now they're fine they must have thought you were such a hard ass oh yeah but (laughs) but now as a mother and straight away I'm like okay I needed to check in with those moms more 
I needed to ring them. And I would ring them if yeah, a child had been yeah, crying. Yeah, yeah. I would always ring. But I needed to be like a little bit more fair play to you what you did. So let's well get, done. Yeah. So let's get back to this emailer. Yeah. Now, this dad so, is saying that date night is oh, being yeah. fecked up. And that's that's tough because and I do feel that on the part of the dads yeah. we get so many dads emails. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, we do. A lot more because dads sometimes than moms. The, the, the mom just doesn't have time to no. send an email like this. Yeah. But also the dad is, how do I put this? More romantically switched on <laughs> <laughs> to the impact this is having on the romance of the relationship. True. And the, I'm not judging dads for that. No. They're like they're concerned for. But also he's right. That time together. You need that time together. Even if you just spend that time together looking at pictures of your kid the whole time and talking about how amazing he is. You need to be away from your kid a little bit to have space as grown up. And when you say that, you know, I hate it when I would be pushing for you and me time and you'd be like, we have to think about our child first. (laughs) And and you you as a dad feel like I'm not a bastard. Yeah. I'm just trying to think about our relationship. Yeah. Okay. And that matters too. Yeah, it does matter. But when they're very, very small, it is trickier. No, fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) You devil. But uh, what What I say, what do we, what did you say? So what I got, what I got in touch and I just said to this dad, I'm just going, I'm actually holding the email in front of me now so I can remember exactly what I said. That I, I told him, look, it's really important that you, you're very honest with your child. Yeah. And that when you have plans, you tell them what's happening so you keep them informed but not involved. Right. It's not okay for him to feel like he has a voice in your plans because they get drunk on power very quickly. You're in charge. They're not in charge. And then I started saying that um, you need to start talking more about how mommy and daddy go and do things but we always come back. Yeah. You know, this idea of always come back and how as parents we need to remember kids don't piece that together on their Mm. own. Even like there's a lot of kids starting school this week. And my number one piece of advice is when you are the night before or the morning of dropping that kid to school, please make sure to tell them mommy is coming back at home time to get you. Because the amount of kids I've had in my classroom over the years who all of a sudden will go into a meltdown thinking, am I here forever? Is this where I live now? Am I sleeping here? Where is am my-? I sleeping? Yeah, like honestly, because oh the parent God. is just not taught about the fact that the kid and, doesn't know. And you can't say things like two o'clock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have no concept of time. And you definitely can't say things like, is. do you see any beds here? <laughs> <laughs> is that something you would have said as a teacher? No, just in my head. <laughs> no. But uh, that—that's so true, though. About uh, yeah. come, well, I'm always coming. I'm always going to come. Mommy back. always comes back. Mommy always loves you. And I always come back. And the mm-hmm. not putting a, an actual fixed time on it. No. but they're like, look, I will see you. I'll be right. I'll be back. And, and not just saying those things when you're actually going somewhere. Just peppering your day with, well, my mommy, sometimes mommy goes out, but yeah. mommy always comes back. Because then you'll start to hear your child say, yeah, my mom goes out, but she always comes back. Yeah. And it's just that makes them okay. feel safe. I recommended the book Owl Babies, which I'm always recommending Owl Babies, because I love a it. Classic. A classic. Needs to be read every day if your child is struggling like this. Because again, it's just another indirect method of going into their head. Mommy always comes back. I'm so sorry that I'm talking strangely. I can hear it myself. I've just got a brace. And it is hard. You to sound talk. great. Don't it's, don't second it's guess really yourself. Hard to talk. So did they get back with how this went, or will we talk about that in the bonus content over well, on Patreon? No, I haven't heard back from these people yet. 
So I'm hoping it's gone well. But I did give them loads more strategies. I mean, I think I overloaded them mm-hmm. with strategies, to be honest. But it was all I felt on, so bad for it them. It was all built around that central yeah. column of I, clarity. setting it clear. Yeah. I, I always I, come back. Yeah. And also I said, you got to get a visual schedule going in terms of school. And I told them something I've told a lot of people over the summer to requ- request a going back to school visual pack so that the kid gets to see what the classroom looks like, what the toilet looks like, what the playground looks like, what the teacher looks like. All these things are really important because they're worries they can put just put to bed because their main concern was how are we going to get this kid to go to school? And then also I said, if you can't get those images, just go on the school website, familiarize your kid with stuff, just inform them of everything, get them, you know, knowing exactly what's happening so that they have less to worry about because they feel like I can talk to my mom about dad about anything. You know, they're happy to talk about what's going to happen next and what's happening at school. But yeah, the always come back is really, really, really important. It's so funny that you bring up clarity and how oh God, the centre... I get nervous when you say things no, to but me like it's so funny. No, I mean that when you're saying mm. this kid needs clarity and yeah. you've always said this and... This comes up so much in season one that are they clear on how this works? Yes. Tina's whole thing in season one about now and next. This Mm. is happening now. Then this is happening as a center point for any way of moving through the world with a child to keeping them calm, to avoiding these meltdowns was here's this. Then there's going to be this. And yeah. when you heard that as a kid, you remember going, well, that's cool. We're going to have toasted cheese sandwich. And then we're getting in the car. Yeah. And it reduces any feelings of anxiety because they know where they stand. Yeah. But. Okay. But. <laughs> as a parent listening to this, you're going. Oh, well, the horse is bolted. Okay. It's gone. I don't. Like the chance for that is gone. I find it really reassuring when you say this, that like the horse is never bolted yeah, on no, clarity. Like you can restore clarity now when well, your kid's 12 like ours is. I fully believe the horse is never bolted on any behaviour. Any behaviour. Any behaviour. There is nothing you can't get back on track. Pyromania. <laughs> <laughs> I've dealt with, I've had a child. No. I have. That likes starting fires. One of the first kids I ever taught was a pyromaniac. He burnt down his house twice. No. He was only three. Oh my God. Turn the cameras on. (laughs) (laughs) He was a twin too. And I think the twin had something else he liked. I think the twin was a kleptomaniac. But like the mom was so busy. I felt so sorry for her. I mean, that's stress. That's real and stress. How do you get the clarity back on that? These are the things we do set fire to. These, <laughs> <laughs> these are the things we don't. Well, Our house, for example. Well, really, like, you know, I, I remember it was more about safety and keeping, you know, children love to think, to hear adults saying, it's my job to keep you safe. Mm. This is how we keep you safe. Because safeness to them means happiness. How do I feel happy and calm? Well, I know I'm safe. I mean, we take that word for granted, but really all your children want to do is like they'll sleep better in their own beds Mm. and everything if they feel safe. So don't be afraid to use that word. Safe, safe, safe. But um, it's so funny you say because, you know, we're as parents, we are parents too. We're working on all kinds of behaviors the whole time. And I have to remind myself constantly if I'm, and that's what it really comes down to, if you as a grown-up are willing to follow the strategy, that's how you break the behavior. It's not on your kid. 
because they're going to keep pushing. Yeah. But you, you have to lead. You have to be the one who goes, remember what you need to do. Ignore the bad stuff. Come in big with the praise for the good stuff. Don't rise to them because the more once you start the strategy, mm. they're going to push back. Well, they're going to be like, oh, really? Yeah, this, this is, is actually perfect, fun. Though. But if you stick with it four days later, different house. And this leads beautifully into our next area of discussion, okay. our next email. And I guess it's the need for a united front. Yes, as that parents. is essential. Because is. we both know there's a good cop and there's a softy, softy <laughs> cop. And then the. I think the, you're getting better all the time. Were you talking about us or no, just general? No, okay, okay. I wasn't. I was talking about these emails that we got in again. Oh, got really, really honest yeah. emails. Let's get straight to our second question. Hello, Tina and Jarlith. Like all writers, I must start off by saying how much I enjoy the podcast. This is the hey paddle of the show part of the email. I know you hate when I do that, but Pat Kenny is known all around the world, Tina. <laughs> I People don't know he that he loves reading out the bit of the email where they pay a compliment. <laughs> I have so sent it to most of my friends, the podcast that is. Legend. And have my husband listening too, which as we all know is a bit of an achievement <laughs> as well. <laughs> Your advice is so helpful, caring and practical. That's the idea. There we go. Many of our questions and concerns have been addressed already. But there is one problem we are having that I haven't heard you address yet. You may have addressed it, but OK, we haven't addressed this. This no, is a great But question. I have seen this before. Okay. Both my children, ages four and five, have an extreme preference for me, <laughs> their mommy, and don't really want to do anything with their father. Must be so tough on dad. It has been like this since they were babies. Nothing we seem to try makes a difference. We both work full time and they have been in daycare and school since a young age. And when they are babies, I worked part time, so I was with them more. And we were, of course, all home during the pandemic, both working full time in, I won't say where, my husband's job is very demanding and he works long hours. So I am with them quite a bit more, despite also working full time. They act like having to spend any time with their dad <laughs> is a punishment. Oh my God, it's so awful. <laughs> this is a, because such poor a mommy, email. too. There's lots of stress yeah. and strain on mommy. Does She's she get any time to load. herself? Yeah. yeah. They complain. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no, not dead. Oh, my God. Yeah, because she's I, from New York. She's from New York. I'm giving them the, the deepest <laughs> Brooklyn accents I can think of. God damn it. No, not dead. <laughs> it's just so they, insulting. They complain. They tantrum. They cling to me like oh. they're being taken from me forever. It's awful for me for them for their for my husband for their husbands he <laughs> has is, to be causing friction he is a wonderful man and loves them so much he does have a very stressful job so he isn't home as much and is often still working when he's home okay, and just tough. worn out he wants to spend time with them but struggles when it's just not sunshine and roses which is often is because it's bedtime and yeah. notorious witching hour good way to put it his patience with all the carrying on when he tries to put them to bed or spend time with them or even read them a story is very short and they can be very nasty to him. Oh. Tough. OK, all jokes aside, that's rough. OK, yeah. 
I always feel torn between trying to defend them and his hurt feelings. Too many nights end in one of us shouting at each other. Oh, this is awful. Or one or two screaming children uh, cling to my leg. So, oh, I see. This makes it sound like he must be awful with them, but he's really loving and kind to them. But they just want mommy all the time. All mm. caps. <laughs> <laughs> the poor woman. I feel trapped by the clinginess and resentful that they won't let their dad, uh, who is very able and willing. I think she said that. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> she's afraid that we're going to jump to the conclusion. Well, yeah. he must be a bollocks. No, but, but because he's not. she's thinking this sounds so weird. Yeah, yeah. The first thing I did, because obviously I got this over the summer, was say, this is not unusual. I see this a lot, mm. a lot. So yeah. for a moment, just... Take a breath. Yeah, as a listener, yeah, you, yeah. you've got to think there's nothing wrong with that here. This is no, a, this yeah, is just she very really common. was defending her husband. And I was like, I know, I get it. I've seen it so much, you know. She she stresses we otherwise have a very happy and loving family, and I've tried the whole. It's Daddy's turn to put you to bed. Mommy and Daddy have to take turns putting you to bed because we both love you very much. And they're not moved by this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to be this woman's friend. No. She sounds so cool. And if, if I am home, there is no reason in their minds that I shouldn't be putting them to bed. <laughs> if I am out, they have no problem with him putting them to bed. Okay. Yeah. This situation is so tough and is causing us a lot of stress. Please help. Anonymous Mammy in NYC. I know. And, you know, in the same week... It was so weird. And I told each of these women this. I got three similar emails. Get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're I'm just enjoying the whole the email in New York. But, uh, Shut the front door. And the advice I had to give these moms is advice I don't like giving them because I am super feminist woman. But I know what works in this situation because I've seen it a lot of times. This is an anti-feminist piece of advice. I, feel, I feel like it's a hard thing for a mom to have to do is what I'm about to okay. say. OK, so bear with me, listeners, because I know it sounds batshit. <laughs> People are going, what the hell is this advice? <laughs> I know it sounds batshit. And I had to be like really careful because we were staying in the middle of nowhere. So I couldn't do a voicemail. I had to do an email and I just wanted to get the tone right so that, that while these women were reading it, they weren't going, fuck that. I'm not doing that. There's no way. What the hell are you about <laughs> to say? So my advice to these ladies, including this lovely mom, was you have to start bigging up your husband to the kids. Best piece of advice ever. You have to start just randomly at different moments throughout the day going, isn't daddy great? I love when daddy's home. Daddy's so much fun. Daddy's the best. Daddy is so cool. You know what? If daddy was here, it'd be more fun. I love it when daddy's home. Guess what? This woman, two weeks ago, has changed her life. She can't believe it. I'm about to cry. Because I, I feel so bad. As a strong, super feminist woman. Super. I love it, that you call yourself a super feminist <laughs> You've got superpowers. Um, I do. But, but what's, is, how is this anti-feminist? You're Because the mom, these poor moms are carrying everything. They're doing everything. Mm. And the dads, somewhere along the line, did something wrong where they didn't gain their child's trust. Yeah. And now the mom's having to go, isn't that great? I love that. It's so good. But what I said to them is, when this starts to work, 
daddy has to start saying similar things back about you. Yeah. And then you get this happy unit again where the kids are safe with everyone because what they're really looking for is, does mommy approve of dad? Really? This mom we have who we adore and want to spend all our time Thinks with. Thinks he's does cool. She, does she actually like this guy? Because yeah. he seems to be causing her a lot of stress. Yeah, you know? I remember Jerry Seinfeld saying that his kids looked at him. Sometimes they looked at him around the house like, is somebody helping you? <laughs> <laughs> like, like he was in a store where he's not buying anything. Yeah. But the hype, being the hype man. Yeah, you got to be the hype man. For your partner. Mm-hmm. You're saying yeah. that if you are having difficulty getting your kids wanting to hang with your partner, mm-hmm. male or female. Yes. You have to be like, you know, who's brilliant. Yeah. Your mom. Yeah. I wish mo- I wish mom was here. It'd be yeah. so much more fun if mom was here. Oh, I'm. So, you're so lucky you get to hang out with dad. I wish I could. Yeah. That kind of nonsense. I, yeah. Yes. <laughs> or, or being like, is the mom great? Like, she just makes me feel so happy and safe. So you've been doing this for me. You know I did it for you, you bollocks. <laughs> And I had to start doing it back for her. No, it is you, true. I no. wasn't doing it enough. She called me on it. You I were started away. doing it. And this is how I, I discovered this, to right. be honest. Because Jarlet was away a lot when Mikey was tiny. And mm. he was very clingy to me. And like, it was lovely because we've only ever got to have one child. And I was, but yep. I realized that, hang on, he's not like, you'd had a few moments where like you were on your own with him and he'd just cry and you wouldn't know what to do and he'd be crying for me and and so I started doing this thing of daddy's the best daddy's so much fun and I mean I overdid it Hmm. because even to this day he's like dad's the best in the world (laughs) and I had to be like I had to sit Jarlin down and be like you have to hype me back he is right as well (laughs) that can be the other side of this is when they feel like figure out dad is actually the best yeah it was hard for me and I was very honest in these emails saying it's hard for me to tell you to do this but this will work. And actually, and you won't need to do it forever. No, of course not. Of course not. But it is a technique that works. And I've passed it on to a lot of other women and husbands. And there was one person who we're going to talk about late, later in Patreon who hasn't quite been able to bring herself to do it yet because the, the situation they found themselves in with the kids doing this has really impacted yeah. on the relationship. Well, this is it. This is like you're yeah. asking moms to do something that they don't actually think. And they don't want to do. And they're like, and you're right, they don't well, think. what if my husband isn't actually the best? <laughs> no. He's an absolute moron. <laughs> yeah. He is ramping but, the kids up to the ceiling. Want, but what you have to think about to get there is, I'm going to get some time back. Yeah. I'm going to get and to also, have some time by myself. as you said in question one, what's best for the kids? Yeah. yeah. It's who having... Are you, who are you doing it for? Both of us. You're doing it for your kids. Yeah. It is hard. I find it hard and I adore you. <laughs> <laughs> One of my six-year-old twin boys has started wetting himself a bit during the day. Six years old. Right. Yeah. I know this person really well because okay. this lady has been in and touch She's been in touch before times, with other yeah. things. Okay, right. He seems to leave it too late to go to the toilet until he is bursting. I'm bursting to go. And he ends up having an accident. This is a new thing that started in April when he attended an Easter camp in school. And it's now happening nearly every day. How frustrating when you think you're through all of this. Mm -hmm. It starts happening again. Great email. At first, I thought something might have happened that made him scared of the toilet or that someone was teasing him. But it seems to be that he is just so engrossed in whatever activity he is doing that he misses the signal that he needs 
Tawee. Have you any tips on how to deal with this? Have you seen this before? He is quite a proud kid and I'm just worried about what will happen if this continues for much longer or someone else in his class notices. Yeah. Yeah, we check in most evenings and don't make too big of a deal about it, but just ask him to remember to go as soon as his bladder tells him. And we have also talked about his bladder being a bit lazy in a funny way and how his bladder needs his help to go to the toilet. I catch him quite a bit at home holding himself Mm. and having to tell him to go to the toilet. Again, I would imagine that that's very common, right? Especially with boys. Mm -hmm. He and his twin potty, his twin, potty trained within three days at three years and four months old. And he night trained pretty quickly too. He has only ever had one night accident before this. It was years since he had a daytime accident. He was... On some medication for constipation, which stopped around that time, this problem started. So I'm not sure if that has any impact. I'll take him to the GP to get that checked. But I wanted to check with you in case you have any tips to help. Thanks a million. Yeah, so with this mom, who's a really fabulous mom, she's always sending incredibly, incredible emails and she just seems to care so much about her kids. We had had an issue where her son was holding onto his poos, which, as we know, happens all the time with boys. For whatever reason, it's a massive problem with boys and to helping them to know it's okay to let go of their poo. So I do think there is a link between the constipation, you know, and this happening. He might just now be afraid to let go of his wee in the same way he was afraid to let go of his poo. And it might have gotten just a bit stingy sometimes because he's holding his wee so long. So I do think a, a little trip to the doctor isn't a bad idea. But I also was like, he definitely knows he needs to wee. So how do we get him back on track doing his wee in the toilet? Because he's showing all the signs of someone who needs to wee. What? I've got it. What? I've got it. And it brings us back to a question on a similar topic. It has to be fun. Yeah, sure. The target. The target's the a great idea, of course. On the back, you buy these stickers on Janet, Amazon. I feel like I need to buy you one of these. You're well, so into it. La- actually, lads of all ages are into these. Actually, if you're like having a problem really with, you with your uh, men in your house <laughs> not weighing directly into that loo, <laughs> you stick this sticker with a target yeah. on the back of the loo you're in right, the that bowl. Does make it a bit more fun. It makes it more fun. They can even be heat sensitive. So the the target you can turn the whole target a different color i mean this dad's listening to this now going i'm getting one of these yeah i have no problem i have a picture of you mention this all the time but i do think that if we're trying to change the experience Mm -hmm. of him wanting to go to the shooting gallery yeah yeah he he will i don't think that's a bad idea i don't but the doctor definitely needs to be consulted, I think right? she just needs to because there's a past uh, right. history there okay. and I wouldn't I'd never discourage her from doing that. So you think he's just lapsed into this habit around this? Well he's six and he's toilet trained since for a very long time. So for me I'd be so frustrated. I'd be like cop on. I mean you know what I'm like as yes, a mother. Yes I do. I've I'd seen be the like, cop on Tina. This needs to stop. You know well what to do. Cut, I would, cut it out. I would not advise every mom to do that. But what I do think she could do here is first try and talk about why we we. I've I've given this advice out to a few moms recently, a few dads recently too. Buy a body book. Talk about the functionality of your body. What different organs are there for and what their jobs are. Children at this age love that. 
They love to know and be informed and see it. It's, it, it actually, it captures their mind in a way that all of a sudden they're like, holy crap, inside of me, there's like machines doing all these jobs. Explain to them that the bladder gets full but has to be emptied and that's why it travels out your penis into the toilet. But that's not where it stops. What I found that it really works is getting the child to think about the journey of the wee afterwards. The wee goes in the toilet, but where is it going? Now, if you have confined a book in this or some kind of YouTube video, that's great. Just make up a story. Mm. The story can get funnier every time. It can just become something that you guys talk about and laugh about. And it takes the pressure off. the Whatever pressure and anxiety he has attached to the wee will dissipate because now... His concentration is on, well, where am I going to send my wee today? Where's mm. my, the journey of my wee going to go? Now, if that doesn't work, that's my fun approach. My not-so-fun approach is get a timer out. He's not going to remember to go to wee by himself. This is a six-year-old child. You can tell him very clearly, now I have no choice but to start setting a timer for you. Every 20 minutes, whether you need to go to toilet or not, I'm going to bring you and you're going to have to try. Or you can just start, stop wetting your pants and using the toilet like you used to. So it's either... Go with the fun approach first, and then I feel like, I'm sorry, this has mm. to stop. And how long would you stop. keep doing the timer? Until it stopped, I think, because it's going to be very boring. Yeah. They're not going to enjoy that. And they're going to be interrupted in what they're doing. Interrupted, and they're going to be like, oh, God, it's just easier to go toilet. Also, when he wets, you don't change him. He that does it. He has to do it on himself. Yeah. And that like, only be, does he have to do it That was the next himself. thing yeah. I was thinking was like, who's, what's no. he get, get when he... Wets himself. Probably, like, it's a twin, so he's probably getting, getting one-to-one one attention one. from mom. So no eye contact. I know that always sounds horrible when I say that, but you yep. can still speak to your child, but just don't give them the eye contact feedback. Yeah. And just be like, okay, this is a shame. You know what to do. Take your clothes off, put them in the washing machine, get dressed by yourself. Your big boy wheeze go in the toilet. That's all you have to say. Never give out to them. Never give out to them. Which is very matter-of-factly be like, okay, you need to change. Go put those clothes in the wash, get your fresh clothes on. That kind of stuff is so boring that they'll be like, oh, this is such a waste of time. I Love better it. just start doing my ways again. You know, uh, we didn't mention this week. Well, first of all, I do want to say I love the way some of your answers are just straight, quick. That's, that's, that's going to work. And that other ones yeah. are, yeah, there's a longer, there's a longer description. And if you email the show, you get that longer description in greater detail and yeah. you get a voice note from Tina, of course. And there's a lot of back and forth yeah. with the parents because, you know, it's not a one-answer thing. Yeah. All these kids are individual. And the toileting thing has been the trickiest one because they all have their individual needs and they need individual toileting plans. So I don't mind parents getting back to me. Everyone always feels bad, but I'm happy to hear from you guys. It's I'm, uh, I'm going out on tour on September 8th with my new show, Your Man. And it may or may not contain a piece of stand-up material about Tina viewing me as her second child. (laughs) (laughs) So you'll want to come and see that. Uh, It'll be Tina and myself out on the road most of the time doing this. um, Everywhere and anywhere you can think of. Jigzer.com is the place to find tickets. A lot of this is sold out. The biggest show that we're doing is in... The Olympia Theatre on January... What started out as just being January 20th is now January 19th and 21st. And basically there's only the upper tier left. So if you're planning on coming to see your man in the Olympia in January, 
You need to get moving because those tickets are nearly all gone. And if you do come, don't be shy about saying hello. People come, come up to up. say hello and we love it. Love yeah. meeting you guys. Come so on up and say hello yeah. and you can come to the lock-in afterwards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I have an amazing story to finish oh, out, God. Tina. Is this going to make me um, cry? I don't know. Uh, but given that you just lived through my birthday month, I, that's right, I have Exhausted. a birthday month. Mm. Okay, in a story that sounds too coincidental to be true, an Ohio couple who share a birthday the, p- the co- parents do welcomed twins on their birthday oh no you'd hate that so everyone in the house birthday. has the same birthday oh my god that's so stressful they were my birthday present and I'm good with that said Irvin <laughs> I'm so stoked <laughs> I mean this is I can't imagine a worse situation where like <laughs> Tina's, Tina's birthday is on New Year's Eve, Eve, which I think we can all agree is the worst day yeah. for a birthday because well, it's everyone's day. Of course, it's everyone's day. And what are you fair. doing with your New Year's Eve? You mean my birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's also the end of the year. So you always feel like you have to wait the whole year for and your then birthday. your birthday comes and then it's like, oh, well, this year I never get to be the age for that long it's always like the next day oh I'm gonna be older this year Mm. you know I never get to just enjoy that year a tiny bit as that age but anyway I know you would hate that because Charlotte does celebrate a birthday month and when we joked about being exhausted from the summer because our kid was home it was really your birthday month that was exhausting (laughs) little faces all right (laughs) look I don't care (laughs) it's the truth I'm very happy to have a birthday month I recommend it to everybody maybe not to your kids (laughs) (laughs) it's my birthday month you can't be mad at me (laughs) but that's basically how I roll through the month of August every single year I thoroughly recommend it as a grown up the only problem is I think it took less than 24 hours for you to stop being nice to me after (laughs) you're like maybe let us in on your little plan for the day (laughs) remember that one (laughs) Tina thank you so much for this episode thanks to Go Loud for all their help Byme.ie are our proud sponsors and as we said at the start of the show we need to hear what you're doing with your Byme account who you're gifting it to and what weird shit you're managing to stick in as a curveball into that grocery basket it is a wonderful gift for somebody in your life who you know needs a little bit of help and could do with not having to go to the shops for their groceries get on to it buyme.ie Tina thank you so much oh it's great to be back good to be back guys yeah great to be back and uh, thanks for everyone who's been sending emails in all summer and thanks for keeping I mean what we took the whole summer break and our podcast still being up there number one number one number crazy all summer yeah, so thank you we're guys. so grateful thank we'll you and see you next week I love hearing from everyone all over the world I'm just going to keep going, keep going. Jared, just, Jared, just fade this out <laughs> I'd like to thank the academy <laughs> and I love can I just say though people getting back to me to say the strategies have worked that's incredible because pretty sweet that's lovely I really love hearing that because I worry a lot mm. So well, they worked. You know, we've never had one where no, they... No, we haven't. But if, if it's not working, don't be afraid to get back because I get that all kids are different. Mm. I'm not getting to see your kid in the flesh. Yeah. So I'm guessing. So just come back to me. I'm trying to give you ideas. But if I could see your kid, it's so easy. But I'm not seeing them. So don't be afraid to get back to me. I won't be offended. I'll, I'll be fine. Thanks a lot. We'll I'll see you next week, guys. Honey, you're ruining our kid with Charlotte and Tina. A go-light parenting podcast. 
Proudly sponsored by Buy Me, the only way to get Dunn stores delivered to your door in as little as an hour. Don't forget, use code HONEY10 for €10 Euro off your first order. T's and C's apply.